As the infinity war between Racing Point and the rest of the teams engulfed the F1 pilot, the Mercs show weakness, the young Cubs show their teeth, and Max roars. Let's jump the start. everybody and welcome in to the jump the start racing podcast i am here with two of my closest friends ruben hello what's going on yancy how are you doing hydrated that's thank you you took the words right out of my mouth ruben are you hydrated i'm actually sanitized you're sanitized yes are you sanitized i am sanitized so for those that don't know i think (laughs) make sure to pay attention to the formula one YouTube channel, the the radio highlights, Max Verstappen, making sure his pit wall teammates were hydrated and sanitized. He is such a caring guy. He, you know what? When you're that good of a driver, you can do those things, right? <laughs> right? You never hear Giovanazzi asking. No. No. That's why I'm not oh a God. fan. That's why I'm not a fan. He just doesn't care. Yeah. So let's get into it a little bit. News uh, coming into the weekend, we are still unsettled on what is going on with Sebastian Vettel and that seat. We saw the fit, the elbow bump heard around the world. Um, is anything going to come to pass with that, Yancy? Mm, yeah, it will. I think uh, the, the the rumors are very loud right now that he already has that seat. Um, the fact that uh Perez is out with the coronavirus I think has delayed that um that announcement and also uh, the way Vettel's driving right now it seems like he's moved on uh and I don't know if it's the car it could very well be the car but you can also see it in his body language he's not really into it right now and and doesn't matter what driver you are you shouldn't be that far off your team. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Yeah. He's not waiting for Red Bull anymore? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so anymore, but it's a done deal. Were you wrong? Uh, I could be wrong. Is my career over? <laughs> <laughs> Is Ruben's career over? <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's a done deal. They're just waiting for Paris to come back. Just like the rumors I've been saying. You know, what's it, what's it, what's it, when there's noise, there's water coming. No, when, 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 uh, what is it? Exactly. Oh, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. There you, go. there you go. So, Ruben, on the other side of that equation, Checo Perez could not race again this weekend. And to me, in my experience with COVID, he will not be able to race this weekend. It's, it's going to take a little time for him to be able to test negative. Hulkenberg was in his seat again. What do you expect coming out of Hulkenberg? And do you think that Checo Perez will be able to come in this week? Or is it going to be a longer time frame? No, it's definitely going to be a longer time frame. He's not going to, even though the team is saying that they're like 95% sure that he's coming back, he's not coming back. He has to first test, to my opinion, test negative a couple of times. And they're not just going to bring him back just like that, in my opinion. He, he has to isolate a little longer. Meaning we have to test you. And, in, you know, being between the two tests have to be at least 10 days. To make sure you're not, I guess, whatever the precaution they want to take after that. But he's not definitely not coming. I would like Hulkenberg to stay and keep doing what he's doing. He did awesome last weekend. 
if he tests positive, I mean, if he I, tests negative, he's in that seat. I think they so. tried to. I think they tried to race it, like they tried to later fast track it back, um, where they were arguing that the test was actually the actual the actual positive test was Wednesday instead of Thursday because he had that inconclusive test. Yes, first. exactly. So. If they can get him back in that seat, they're going to get him back in that seat. And they need him right now because the way Stroll is driving is... <laughs> but he's not going to go into Stroll's seat. Yeah, he's No, right. that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, you could the person who's most experienced on that team driving that car is Perez. And Huckenberg. I know, <laughs> no, 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 but, no, but no. I'm but talking about, the current, I'm talking I know, I know, about with the current team. You know, Huckenberg is good and he did a great job this weekend. Hell but yeah, but you know, Perez is their driver. He's been there. He knows that team. He knows that car inside and out. I think he probably would have gotten better results. And considering what happened during the race with the tires, he's a pretty good on uh, nursing those tires too. Perez always been very, very good driver when it comes to saving the tires. That's a good point. So this past weekend, even though Hulk did very good, Perez would have gotten a better position. Yeah. Yeah. I for for me, I thought that they needed to have Perez have a negative test before clearing. Am I mistaken with that? They do, but the issue was that he tested positive again, so there was still virus in the system. So you can, and he's not he's asymptomatic. He doesn't have any symptoms, right? But the deal is that you must not have any virus in your system when you get tested in order for you to be let back into the paddock. And he did not. He was still testing positive. He has traces. Yeah. He has traces of it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he will test positive again and won't be able to race this this week. Okay. We'll see. All of this is good for Hulkenberg. Yeah. he's His stock is just shooting right on. He might have gotten himself a seat this weekend. So before we get into that, Let's hit my favorite drop. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 20 years ago, Nicky Lauda. No. Um, <laughs> just the race, the race weekend highlights coming into it. I just, we want to address first. Obviously, Max Verstappen. Well, I want to congratulate our good friend Yancey, who predicted current correctly. It would be Max Ham then Bora. So in the right order. In the right order. order And not only not only did I predict that, I said exactly why it would happen. Yep. So after you give me the lotto (laughs) numbers tonight, (laughs) we'll we'll be looking for Barcelona predictions. But Max Verstappen 23, 48, (laughs) 52. Max Verstappen ended up winning the race on the strength of his ability to manage the tires. And Red Bull's also ability to have their car manage the tires and then being able to make a bold strategy call in Q2 to put them on hards instead of mediums and then really extend those tires um, far into the race. Yancy, what did you think? Well, it was your call. You you made the call. What did you think (laughs) of that whole Red Bull strategy decision? I thought it was genius. And as Christian Horner said after the race. Your boy. My boy. No, that's Wellington's boy. <laughs> it is. It is. That's Wellington's boy. Absolutely. He's a troll just like me. Yeah. Um, but he was surprised 
that nobody else went for that considering that they knew how how bad the deck was degradation the for, degradation for i'm sorry they knew how bad the degradation was at the first race especially when the race winner came home on three wheels why wouldn't you use the tire that best performed that weekend which was this this which was the medium last it was the medium last race that it became and the hardest this, this and it became the hard this week so you know and the red bull is put in this position obviously because their car as good as it was this weekend is still not as fast as the mercedes so i you know knowing red bull and they always make these calls and they also made a great call uh and the second pit stop to pit Max um, during the race, you know, they always know how to make the right strategy calls and put their drivers in the right position. And when you have a, a, a driver like Max, especially when he can get out front, you can manage those tires better. It was a masterful call by Red Wolves, a masterful drive by Verstappen, and Verstappen is showing every bit why he is such an awesome driver and he's going to be a future world champion ruben we heard oh wait because wait, i want to emphasize what what yancy was saying right now as well we also got to remember that this weekend to me looked like red bull is coming back to what they were before before rebel was the team always taking those kind of weird risk within f1 you know, changing the strategies around, you know, double stacking, which Mercedes now does it as a freaking hobby, you know? Yeah. So all of that stuff, Rebel always did it. They were getting kind of reserved about it. But they did it this weekend again, and it worked out perfectly for them. I don't see why anybody would be surprised that they did that. Exactly. Man. No, yeah. I just don't see. They always do that. I'm sorry, Ross. What you were no, no. My my question to you was... Oh, what's going to be? Because I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. My question to you was going to be, Max was told over the radio, hey, you're back one second. Don't kill your tires because because you're you're on the hards and you're supposed to be out there much longer on those tires to, to kind of just do a, a, a big time overcut. We heard also him respond, Max respond, I'm not driving like a grandma. I have the two Mercedes right in front of me. I gotta I'll put the team team radio highlight video in the uh, show notes. Definitely check it out. But what did you think when you heard that? And it kind of ties in to what you were saying, that Red Bull is really pushing and it's reaching. And wherever they see a weakness, they're going to grab it, just like Austria in previous years, Silverstone now this year. Listen, in a lot of ways, Max had that killer instinct right there. So pretty much I have my, my uh, you know, I have my prey and I know I could just destroy my prey right now. Why are you keeping me back? Of course I'm not doing that. Let's go. You know? And they did. Awesome. The only thing I take back from that was I think they brought him in too early to change the tires. Obviously, he played out into the strike later on, but he could have kept going on those tires and they would have, he would have done even much better. Nah, because you know what he did? They they basically okey-doked yeah. um, Mercedes yeah. to come in for those tires. <laughs> yeah. What, Wellington, would you have, you're the strategy guy here. Would yes, you sir. have made that same call as far as um letting uh as far as telling max to keep back a little bit further from the from the mercs no because max so what was interesting is max said i'm not driving like a grandma 
What other driver on the grid would be able to say that to their team? You you won't get that from Leclerc or Vettel. You won't get that from Ham or Bottas. You well, you would probably get it from from Danny from, Rick. from Ham. From Danny Rick. Maybe would say that. Danny Rick would say that. But you would get it from Ham. Ham wouldn't go ahead and 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 pull away team pull away from team orders, but Ham has done it before. My point is that they have so much trust in Max as both his his own in car strategist and engineer, and like to be able to just kind of figure it out as the race comes to him. The issue that developed for Ham and Bottas became a problem for them last week because they were racing each other. If you guys realize. Last week at the British Grand Prix, Bottas was within two seconds of Hamilton almost the entire time. Yeah, and that caused exactly so that there was a lot of uh, speculation that that caused Hamilton to kind of burn through his tires to push as well as Bottas. So why, if if I am on a tire that's supposed to give me more race length, why would I back off? Especially if I have the pace on what's supposed to be a tire that I think was supposed to be 1.3 seconds per lap slower i'm not letting these guys get away from me and just run their own race and do whatever they want where i can cause them to have problems but i also think at that point they didn't know how good that tire was yeah the hard the hard the hard they didn't didn't know so So much faith knowing that you if you can and, and this is me maybe thinking what max is thinking knowing that you can't that you can actually save your tires more if you're ahead, if you're not chasing anybody because you don't get that backwash. It would be, wouldn't it be better for him to attack and get or try to get past at least one of them and split them so they're not um, completely, you know, at least you get get some track position. Right. I think that they were going for that and then they pitted um, Boras. Okay. So then it becomes like, a, then it becomes of let me wait this out because him and Boras were on the same tire. So one thing that Total Wolf said after the race that I thought was really telling was that when Boras pitted the second time on the hards, uh, remember that he pitted 15 laps or so. Or he pitted before Lewis, but like by a lot of laps. Yeah. He came in and what they realized was that he still had a lot of tire left. Like they could have left them out there. It, it just looked on TV and to their photographers or whatever their spotters worse than what it actually was so it was the absolute right call for max to stay out as long as he did whereas Boras did not even come close to matching that uh stint length length right listen i think when it came to the call and stuff like that with the grandma thing but going back to that time would at least say hey man i got him like don't you know don't stop me kind of stuff like you You're know talking about the guy yeah that, but it but it I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. you're talking about the guy that's like, Bono, my tires. What, what, no, he always, Like, come on. <laughs> he always yeah, and it's the- also easy to say that when you know that you have the fastest car. Not taking anything away from Hamilton, because I'm not even going to go with that argument and saying that, oh, he has the best car. Of course, he's going to overtake him. No, because Hamilton has shown that even on the day that he's not the fastest car, he's still at least a second behind the leader and he chases everybody down. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is that you also have that confidence of knowing out of the first what four races that that car is faster than any other car on the track by far the only thing that they did not expect was that those tires were going to go and i think that was a setup issue yeah, I think yeah. they overcompensated about for the last race i think that what happened was that 
you can see it if you, if you look at the shots of the tires the tires that were going they were clearly saying that the rears were going and that the tire opposite which was i think was the right hand tire mm-hmm. the right hand tire was going when in the last race the tire that was going was the left hand so i think they they put the balance to the back of the car and also to the right of the car and those were the tires that were going and, uncom- and i think i think they overcompensated it and they and they also uh, uh, didn't they they underestimated how bad the degradation was going to be on those tires yeah i I just don't believe that any other driver on the grid would have said, I'm not backing off. I don't want to drive like a grandma. I'm just going. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right in a way. I I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to comment on anybody else's aggressiveness, but I think that yes, you're right in the sense that Max is the most aggressive driver on the grid for sure. He takes no prisoners and that's, you know, listen, if if I think if he was in equal machinery, he would he would um he would beat uh Hamilton, which is yeah, a crazy. In equal machinery, would be in the other one then. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole separate series. For exactly, that. you're 100 yeah. right. <laughs> so I'm looking at the Pirelli graphic. You know, Max ended up pitting on his first stint on lap 26. Then he pitted again in lap 32 off of the mediums, and Boras came in at the same time. That's where Total Wolf. Boras had uh, had pitted on lap 13 to lap 32, so that's 19 laps. That's where Total Wolf had said that he still had a lot left on his tire. On the second stop. On the the second second stop, the first hards. Yes. So Lewis Hamilton went 27 laps. So it kind of matches up exactly to what Verstappen did on the old hards from qualifying. I don't know. I and think that they just kind of played themselves, like you guys said, with listen, the setup. Yeah, and then the, I in think the process, they let Bodas out to dry. None of them. Who was leading the race? You know, you know what it is? None of them had any trust on the way the tires were looking. I don't think Rebel had any trust. Even though Max was doing awesome in those tires, Rebel did not trust those tires. And the way they looked on the Mercedes car, so like even right away, me, like, I was saying, what the hell are they doing? It was they're crazy. Go- like five laps after they put them on, they yeah, were already and, and then And then they ride the middle, the middle blister. You're like, wait a minute. But that tire is almost brand new. Yeah, what the hell is going Ham- on over here? Hamilton and Botas were saying that they already felt. Yeah. Uh, after three laps, they already felt that the tires, the tires were going. going. Yeah. I think they were also putting an opportunity that they had to push 120% all the time this week because Max was so aggressive. So they had to constantly keep pushing. Just as last week between the two of them, they constantly kept pushing. Oh, thank God all this happened because this race was great. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of those things like Max has said before. I don't care if the car freaking blows up. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, he's that. He is that guy. I appreciate that. It's almost Schumacher-esque. And I feel like this is what we need in the sport kind of right now. Just as a little bit of a preview, the race in Barcelona. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Barcelona in August, but I'm, I haven't been. I'm told it's going to be freaking hot. And we may be seeing some problems there again. It won't be to the degree that we had in yesterday's or in this past race at the, the 70, 70th anniversary Grand Prix, but it'll be similar to what that we had. That was a mouthful. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like what we had at the uh, British Grand Prix where you could be staring down the barrel of a, of a two-stopper, but it'll be close. So the, the we're looking forward. I mean... I checked the tire graphic uh, to, well, to see what tires they were bringing. They're bringing the same tires. The same company as this week. The, no, no. As the, the previous the, weekend. Right. British Grand Prix. Right. Gotcha. So, hmm. 
we'll see what happens. But let's keep yeah going. So that about wraps it up for winners. You know, the top three, the podium. One of the things that came out of this race, I'm get I'm getting I'm getting frustrated, and I am not a Vettel fan or a Ferrari fan, you know, in any way. But I I I want to say this very carefully. I'm starting to really sympathize with Sebastian Vettel, who has a car that's not set up the way that he likes it. However, you cannot spin in the first lap by your own like mistake. Yancy, I know you want to say something here. <laughs> what did you think of that whole during the race and post race with Ferrari and Vettel? I have a hard time sympathizing with somebody who is a four-time world champion who's been in this sport for X number of years, a very long time. He's a veteran. He's one of the oldest drivers on the grid. Um, and for you to be blaming a team for everything bad that has happened to you when you have clearly, it's on video, he has clearly made mistakes. Granted, we know, and this is why the chairman of Ferrari came out and said, we're not going to be winning any races till 2022. That is a bold statement coming from anybody at Ferrari. From any team, not anybody at Ferrari, from any team. So you already know, and he as a driver already knows what he's in store for. Obviously, the car is not good. For you to speculate that the team, because basically that's what he's doing. He's speculating that the team is almost sabotaging what he's doing on the racetrack. I think it's a bit too far. Have they helped him? No. I'm not going to defend Ferrari in any of the strategy calls or even that they, that even the strategy calls this race. But you do not help yourself when you spin lap one. Because now you're starting on the back foot. And now you're, what you're asking for is the strategy to change on your part because now you have another car that is running ahead of you and they have to focus on him. I think his problem started in qualifying. He should have qualified on a better position. Started there in practice, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing that all weekend. Frankly, all season. I think the only... Highlight was maybe hungry. hungry. Yeah. So, as I said, I have a lot of sympathy for Vettel because of this. Jump the start. Oh no! He jumped the. You know, he's he's promoting us. He jumped the start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, we have to also give him credit for just being a spin. Because when you look at the replay of what actually happened to him in the situation that he got in, he could have destroyed signs, and he was able to pull it off, and that's when he actually spun out. You know, because he was he was weaving, but he was he- headed right at. Uh, he, I think he already lost control of that. He had yeah, already but- lost control. I, you know, I I just think that at, at this point it's it's sour grapes, and and he hey, you can Italy. tell they can make wine. He can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. You can tell he's not in it. And granted, Ferrari maybe didn't handle this the right way as far as telling him that he's not coming back next year. But um, but yeah, you got to be a professional and you are an elder statesman. He's one of the people, one of the drivers that represent that that is 
you know, part of the hierarchy of the Grand Prix Drivers Association, you need to, you know, if you're if you're not going to drive well, don't start blaming other people. So the only thing that I can I'm going to say that I sympathize with him in that he was put on he he was on his original stint which was uh hards coming into the race. They brought him into the pits at at lap 22, put him on another set of hards. They took him off of those hards. On lap 33, he still had 19 laps on the mediums that were actually old mediums. So it's I don't know. I feel like they really kind of did not help him with that strategy. And that was part of the reason that he was upset. Yeah, uh, but it's also part of the, I mean, I, I haven't sat down and analyzed why they would do that. It seems like an odd call. But remember that you have two cars on the track. So if at any point he affects the drive that Leclerc's having where he's running you know, uh, close to to a podium spot. Um, you don't want to mess with that either, especially if they can come together, and and you know, and 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 and, and take we know other. what happens if they come together. They take each other out. Yeah, and you don't that you don't want you you at least want one car to finish in the point in P four. It's a tough, tough, tough place to be at. Speaking of P four. Uh, Charlotte Claire actually with a I don't know what what his deal is on Saturdays versus Sundays, but he he kind of puts it together. He he started eighth on the grid, ends up fourth, just outside the podium position. He just kind of puts it together. His second consecutive fourth, um, same track, but he is doing well in that regard. World championship material. I don't know. On the way to be best of the rest. Okay. World <laughs> championship material right yeah, there. Exactly. Why can't he qualify higher? The car sucks. The car is horrible. It's a get, truck. I don't get this because okay? we say that it's, it's, it's okay for Vettel, but it's not okay for. Yeah, but one thing is if you can't, if Where's you clearly, if you, <laughs> if you don't have the speed to qualify high, at least have a good race. Dude, you're allowed to make a mistake. A mistake? You're talking about Vettel? One mistake? During this weekend? Yeah, a mistake. A mistake? Yes. He can't even... He he qualified like in 13th. Listen. See, you hear how Yancey speaks regarding Vettel? That's how Ferrari fan speaks about the drivers. (laughs) (laughs) Vettel's time is up. And no, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna no, say that. Meaning either. up at Ferrari. Yes. Okay. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about just at Ferrari in this case. Where did Where did Vettel, Vettel qualify? He was on 11th at the starting grid. 11th. He was 11th. How far off? What was the pace? How far was? I don't have that uh, information in front of me. It was a few tenths, probably. It was four tenths. Four tenths. That's a long time. That's a very long time, and for you to blame it on traffic because you're in traffic. Dude, you made that own traffic yourself. You spinned out. Spun out. Spun out. Sorry. <laughs> You're no, he didn't, me. You're My God. <laughs> Look, he didn't spin out. Name? He didn't spin out during qualifying, though. He spun out. At I the, get at it, the but he's just not comfortable in that car. And we get that. But you have, you know, you can't, if you know that you're not qualifying high up, just do not complain when you, you make that mistake in the race because at least in the race, it's been proven that 
by your very own teammate that you can get that car up a little bit higher. I think better should just be comfortable saying, okay, I know I'm on my way out. I'm out. I'm out. Here's what I'm going to give I'm you. I'm going to give you a little bit of a little nugget. Charles Leclerc pitted lap 18, went on to do a one stop off of the hards. Sebastian Vettel pitted, was pitted lap 22, then lap 33 to go on to old mediums. Why? That doesn't make any sense. You think that a four-time champion, a veteran, the mayor of F1 could not finish from lap 22 if Leclerc could finish from lap 18? Who's been finishing higher? That Okay, so we're going to go back and determine uh, from ancient history what's supposed to happen. So in theory, using so basically that, you're Vettel's going to be the champion this yeah, year because so, he won four so previously. What, so what you're saying is that Ferrari is screwing over Vettel. What I'm saying it is that, that their, it does. their strategy... <laughs> During that race, for Vettel just did not make any sense to me as an outsider looking in. Okay. If in that same car, Leclerc could do, what was it, uh, 34 laps on the hards to get to the end on one stop, I would have to assume that Vettel could do 30. It's it's less laps. I, I don't know. It's not Vettel's car anymore. It's tailored differently. It's not tailored to... For better driving style, I don't know why. You know, because yeah, I don't. That's that's exactly you hit it on the head. I don't think that he would have because it's not suited to his driving style. And, but we have to we, give a lot of credit to Leclerc. He did 18 laps on mediums. I don't think nobody else did that. That's incredible. That was an incredible drive. That was an incredible drive, and he's and he's, because he did not fit in the finish in the podium, he's not going to get that much credit for it. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, no. He's a Ferrari driver. He's going to get credit. For it. Yeah, fourth, but in fourth, the Ferrari world, but listen, not as a whole. <laughs> it's fourth place, and these guys fourth, are happy with a fourth place. The Ferrari, yeah, guys. exactly. We're, we're we're literally happy with the fourth place. It's fourth place, and he's been on the podium twice already this season. So to that end, he is actually fourth in the constructors' championship. He has surpassed Lando Norris. Uh, he's up 45 to 38. Below Lando Norris is Alex Albon at 36. And below him is Lance Stroll at 28, surprisingly. <laughs> so, oh, because they did not lose the driver's points. They lost the construction points. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, so, actually, let's move on right to that topic. Racing point and their weekend. Um, and I guess the question leading this off, and I'm going to ask it to Yancey, who actually asked it to us while watching the race, did we overrate Racing Point based on what they were able to do in Austria? I'm leaning towards yes. And, but I don't, wanna, I don't want to take out the possibility that they're just making the wrong calls also. It's just the inexperience. Um, and I think that maybe you can say that the protests have taken a toll on them as well. Yeah. You know, it, it could be so many things, but we know the car is fast because at one point, I think during the race, Nico Hulkenberg was fat, was actually lapping just as fast as the, as the Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's just we expect so much from them, especially at a track like this, mm -mm. and they haven't been able to bring home the results. I don't think so. I think... We are the ones that are expecting so much because of what that's the news that keep, they keep feeding us. Oh, we could do even better. Oh, you guys are challenging. Oh, we could do better. If they would just stay quiet, fight out their, you know, what's going on in the backfield, you know, in the in the back on the back with them, with them within themselves and the other teams, 
they probably will be, you know, right where they are or maybe a little below. And we will be happy because they're still making a ton of improvement compared to where they were last year. It's very similar to what McLaren and Alonso were doing in 2017 and 2018. Yeah, but they were in the back of the pack. Though. I know they okay. were in the back of the pack. What they were saying is that they had they their their chassis was very good, and they're gonna be they're gonna be uh you know they're gonna be making progress soon, and they never did. I mean, it's a different situation. Of but course. what I'm trying to tell you is what 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 I think what you're trying to get at is that they're giving them they're they're not they're giving themselves these expectations and then we're expecting it from them yes and then we they don't get it it's like what the hell's going on i don't think they're giving themselves that expectation and here's why they did well in austria they looked great in hungary so we come into we come into silverstone and what happens their number one driver their veteran the guy that helps them set up the car goes out fine Last week was a lost week for them. They, Hulkenberg, off his couch, off of eating, you know, tres leche cake, jumps on a plane <laughs> and is able to join them. So that again, what he was eating? Tres leche. <laughs> so, no, but, I, but I mean, that was part, that wasn't Hulkenberg's fault. That was just the team. I get it. But then you, you lose the ability. Like Perez knows the car. He knows how to set it up. He knows what's wrong with it. What, you know, what they've done throughout the years. And throughout the, you know, throughout this whole COVID thing to be able to get it to where it is now. Then you come into this past weekend. Let's not forget, Hulkenberg qualified third ahead of Max. Mm -hmm. So the car is plenty fast. I think that they just need to, if Hulkenberg had a whole season in the car, you'd see him squeeze more performance out of it and potentially get a podium. If Perez was in the other seat and not Lance Stroll, he would have already, he probably would have. He probably would have been fourth. He would not have been on the podium because we, we saw what happened during the race. But I think that this is just the the issues that have been surrounding them with the diseases and, and stuff has just affected their ability to produce results. Yeah, but wouldn't you also take into account the the fact that they couldn't get the car started? Um, that But guess what? That was a Mercedes Bolt. That sheared off. Yes. Well, but it's that doesn't matter. You still gotta get the car started. <laughs> you still, you know, you you're the mechanics. You know, they they couldn't get the car started. They, I mean, I don't know what. And well, they said that the that the the tires were going, and and that seemed to be a a theme all across the F one paddock as far as people saying that the tires were dropping off. We thought that it was. You know, Papa Stroll calling in and saying, yo. Well, yeah. So <laughs> during the race, for, oh, man, this was so upsetting. While we were watching it, we were all just like, what? The uh, pit wall for Racing Point calls into calls into Hulkenberg right after he goes on to, I believe he goes on to the hards. Um, he was on the hard. He was on the hard. He went to softs. It, right. Yeah, but they, right at, he, it wasn't a long stint. I don't have my data on me anymore. But it wasn't a long stint. And they call him in to put him on softs. We all said, oh, that's Daddy Stroll calling in saying, you know, this new guy can't come in and beat my son. They said after the fact, Racing Point, even on social media said, you know, Lance, Lance Stroll is not, I'm sorry, Lawrence Stroll is not the team strategist. He can't make those calls. He doesn't know what's going on. What do you think, Ruben? What do you think is going on? Is it is the fix in for for uh, you know Sonny Boy Lance, or is it something that 
he sure does look like it. <laughs> but <laughs> today they corrected themselves. Let's believe him. Let's give him a little benefit. Let's believe him, right? Because Hulk also mentioned that he had some vibrations in the tires. That's why they brought him in. I thought that Hulk was confused about it, to be honest. Me too, but we're not. But, all right. What would make you think that he was confused? I thought, I thought, man, maybe I misheard the the radio, the team radio, but I thought that he said that he was initially like confused as to what, or maybe it was like right after the race they were interviewing, he was confused on why they brought him back in so soon. And then later on, he was like, oh, yeah, I did have vibrations, et cetera. So he corrected himself afterwards. That's what I that's Is that to cover straw? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't, no, I think he said straight. I, I what I what From what I saw, I think he said straight up that um, that he he, vibrations. he had vibrations and and that he thought that he could not make it to, to the, the end. end of the race without changing tires. And then they put him on the sauce, which was, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, it, the softs sucked this week, and I don't know. They why did not work at any time. Yeah, I don't know. Anytime they were used, they were not. They not Maybe work. that's all they had left. But Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was Hulk, then Albon, then Stroll at the time that they called for him to pit. I think Albon was going to pass him anyway, and it uh, it finished as Albon, Stroll, and Hulk. So. Where did Albon finish? Albon finished. Yancey did not take the did not, did not do the picture this week. No. Okay. no Albon finished, so look, Albon finished fifth, Stroll okay. sixth, and Hulkenberg seventh. Okay. Yeah, he pro- yeah, I don't think he probably would. You're right. You we wouldn't have gone. I think Albon would have gone past. Yeah, yeah, he was, that, definitely, yeah. Albon was a man on a mission. Albon got on steroids yeah. to the middle of the race and he yeah. just be past everybody. He took a he drank a Red Bull. There you go. He hydrated. The, he hydrated. That's he hydrated. exactly right. Hydrated. And the hydration was a Red Bull. Max phoned in, he said, Listen, man, stay what are you hydrated. Doing? Press the button. Yes. Sanitize the button and then press it. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw Hulk qualify third, fall down to to Max, who obviously he was just a man on a mission, right? Stroll, again, where would you guys rank Stroll? As I said, he finished finished sixth. uh, And then he ended up, he actually, his starting grid position was also sixth. So he just started where he finished. He sucks. That's, <laughs> a, that's the ranking of it. But he did have a good start. Yancy pointed that out at, right at the beginning because I would have never, you know, just two pink panthers going over each other. But Stroll really jumped. He he does that well. He, he does good, he, have good he, starts. He, I think, I, 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 when he was with Williams, he was the leading driver in making overtakes at the start of races. Wow. Yeah. So he has a history of doing that. He can start off well. It's just when he gets into the race, it's... I don't know. Maybe it's his race craft. You just pointed out today he's only 21. Um, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. it's the youth. Uh, listen, I maybe don't. it's the money. I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you know, com- considering the talent that there is um, right now in F1 with all these young guns, and, and this race really showed how good these guys are, he seems to be on the bottom of the total. I got board. one for you, Yancy. Who would you prefer to have in your car? Hulk or Stroll? Straw has you know has been on the podium. Hulk, no, <laughs> that doesn't matter, man. <laughs> that does not no, matter. I'm just asking you because quick. you know what Hulk has proven throughout his career that he is a consistent point Solid scorer. Driver, yeah. And what you need is points. Forget Doing about the forget about one random podium that you got at a crazy race in Baku. <laughs> oh, you remember that race? Huh? I do. That was a great race, <laughs> and he couldn't even hold second place because he should have gotten second place. Yep. 
He got pipped at the end. He by, did drink for the shoe, though. Boras. By both yeah. yeah, I mean, it was his first podium. <laughs> but I'd rather take a whole lot of points than one podium. Go ahead, Wills. Well, yeah. In general, <laughs> in life, you want consistency and not volatility, yes. which is you get a lot of volatility from Lance Stroll. Uh, but Yancey brought up a good point. Lance Stroll is only 21. He's got a long way to go. He could probably still develop a lot of racecraft. So one of the things that has been really emerging this year is just all these young guns. Like we, there was a, another battle between Leclerc and Norris, who kids essentially, uh, Albon and Gasly, both of them 24 years old, both of them Red Bull developmental drivers going at it as well. We saw um, Albon and Ocon get into it as well. Alba, um, Ocon is 23. Then there's also George Russell, who, you know, we obviously won't talk about him because he's just languishing at the back of the field. The only person that talks about him is, uh, is Ruben. His, uh, his love of, of the Williams team. But History. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Well, his birthday's next week. So oh, oh, there you go. So, Ruben, what, what do you make of the future? Not just the future of F1, but then also let's not forget that the race winner, Max Verstappen, is in that same age range as well. What do you see as what do you see as the kind of the immediate future of F1 meaning like next year and the following year? And then down the line, who do you believe will be coming out of there as you know, all things equal, coming out of there as champion material? I mean the the youngest are definitely showing that they're going to be leading F1 in the next couple of years, you know? We cannot, you know, compare it to the old guns you can see, because the only old guy that's in F1 that is not up to pace right now is better on on Kimi, because Ham is old, but he's still on the top. He's killing it, right? Where he's going to go. But the the young guns definitely have a long stamp of career left in F1, because they're, you know, obviously, they're always going to be young people coming in. Uh, I hate to say it, but Matt, you know, I hate to say it. I I was going to mention somebody else, but... Definitely Max. Max shows the hunger. Were you going to say Russell? No, Leclerc. <laughs> yes. No, because right now, honestly, Leclerc showing that he could take a piece of crap car to, you know, close to podium. Yeah. The car is super slow. He's bringing it to, to fourth. You know, he's been, he's a guy on a podium, a lucky podium the other day, but he's been a fourth. You know, he's, he's at the front, not quite. You know, in the third, you know, the first three front, but he's close. He's creeping up there. Uh, and then you got Max that's super hungry. Max, I think Max will fight any of them before letting them get up in yeah. front of him. And I'm talking about like fight, like I'll take my headrest and throw it at you so you, <laughs> so you don't pass me. <laughs> yeah, see, what, what do you think of this? And I know you were very excited during the Leclerc and Norris mid-race battle. Oh, yeah. no, that one was, I, I like, I love that. Go ahead, Jens. Uh, listen, the- the only thing that's better than seeing these guys fight right now would be to see these guys fight each other in the front for a position that matters fighting each other for a championship points um this is exciting and but we we did see that last year in Austria with Leclerc and Verstappen and it was freaking awesome and it was at it the was start. awesome and, and but that's the thing we we only get it in glimpses. We should be getting this every single race. Impacts. You know, and, and this is what F1 is trying to 
trying to to get us with the new Concord agreement where on the, on the cost cap and bringing these teams a little bit closer together so that this is not this humongous gap between the front runners and the midfield. Yeah. You know, this is what we need. And we and this is literally we're entering a golden age where you have so much talent and such good Coming drivers up, and they're very mature. You know, why one of the reasons why I love Fernando Alonso is because in 2017 and 2018, when that McLaren was horrible, my man still managed when he could to get the car into the points. I remember in Baku. Oh, my God. I was going to say that. Baku. I remember in Baku when his tire went flat. Not He, he did basically what Lewis Hamilton did the last, the last race. Lap, yeah. But instead, it was a longer track, and he did almost the entire lap. And it was on two tires, not four. On two tires and destroyed his floor, and he still finished in the points. Nobody else is going to do that. Lewis Hamilton has won a race every single year in <laughs> F1, and he's had cars that were horrible with, with, with McLaren, and we know his stint with Mercedes wasn't that good when he began. These what good championship drivers pull out these results out of nowhere where nobody expects them. Because they're good drivers. It's not by chance. Hence, Max and Leclerc. Yes. You know? And, and you know, we, and Carlos Sainz did the same thing last last season, too, with, with, in, those, in, those, in those McLarens. He got a podium, and he was consistently fifth all the time. This is exciting to watch. And if we can, you know, if F1 can get these cars closer together, man, this is going to be so much fun to watch. I want to know in the... I would like to look even closer into the the Leclerc Norris battle that we saw, because it looked like Leclerc, because when he did the launch, it looked like he had just finished passing the DRS detention zone, whatever. So when he did the launch, that he was pretty much almost wheel to wheel him. He opened the DRS, and that's when he was able to take off. I mean, it was it was it was great because those cars are closely matched. I, I think maybe you can maybe you could even say maybe that the McLarens could be a little bit faster than the Ferrari. I got another one too. It's also showing. That Norris is a clean driver. Yes. Because yes. he's been already in a couple of battles and they've been super clean. It shows the maturity. Yes. It shows because last season, you know, I don't I don't know where he would have been last season, but you can clearly see the jump that he's made and yes. how much better he has gotten. So what I'm gonna say here is that number one, to respond to what Ruben said, is that whole DRS thing, I think Leclerc kind of was just Timing it. Just being the wiser of the yes. two, hanging back to make sure that he's behind Norris at the DRS detection line so that he could pick it up and just bounce on the on the straight. And then you see it, it's it's so cool to have seen these guys. I was very into the what I'll call the E Pre's, the when when they were playing the Formula One game online against each other, right? It's like watching kids having gone to college and now they're were, working together. They and it's were like, talking about Formula E. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. yeah. E Prix. <laughs> like, Whoa, wait a minute, E Prix. Yeah. Virtual Grand Prix. The virtual Grand Prix. <laughs> the virtual Grand Prix. So it's cool to have seen these guys. Like it's almost like having gone to college and now they're working together. <laughs> but there was one guy that everybody wanted to join, and so you see these guys being respectful, right, to each other. There was one guy that everybody wanted to join that wasn't as respectful last year to Leclerc, and his name is Max. Yeah. He is just elbows out. And I don't think it would have been as clean if it was 
Max, Max and Norris. No, he and we already saw that it wasn't clean last year when it was Max and Leclerc at both Silverstone and Austria. And when, when, when and if that ever happens again, that's not going to be a clean fight either. Because we, I, after, after that happened in Austria, we went to Silverstone and you saw Leclerc and Max fighting and Leclerc put his elbows out. And pushed, and yeah, pushed, pushed him off pushed the road. Yeah, yeah, well, but, but that's the whole thing. Now we know where we're at. Right. You know, so it's not that buddy, you know, buddy comedy like, oh, yeah, now we're working together. It's not Silicon Valley. Right. The the show. The other thing for me is you're going to once you start seeing these guys retire, the Hamiltons, the Vettels, the Kimis, the guys that these young dudes grew up watching and are like they're like gods to them. They walk on water. Then you're going to start seeing more of. You're going to start seeing more of the aggressiveness come out in the sense that we had Alex Albon I want to say be almost too timid when he encountered Hamilton in Brazil when he encountered him in Austria there could have been some in my opinion there could have been some things he could have done there you have uh, almost in season one it was almost deferential for half a season between Leclerc and Vettel where Leclerc would just kind of just let him go let him do He's the, the number one driver. And then later on, as he started picking up more of his pace. No, oh, you saw he was faster. He was faster. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as deferential of, okay, you know, whatever. He's the number one driver. Let him get the pit priority. Let him, you know, pass. It's it's not going to be as much of that. I'm going to push back on you with Albon, though. Because I think Albon is aggressive and we can see that because he moves up the field he's actually uh, he's proven to be more aggressive than Gasly was in that same car mm-hmm. now where Albon went wrong I think especially with those battles with with um Hamilton, Ham- Hamilton was he was too impatient he doesn't know how to handle that situation and yes it's ca- almost like a differential because it's like oh I'm going up against, right, against the god I'm yeah. the god yeah like I'm going up arguably the best driver in F1 history. Yeah. You know, once he gets over that, hopefully we can see a proper fight. But at least, at the very least, he's has the the balls to actually try and overtake him. I don't know. I think the future, yeah, it's going to suck to see an all-time great like Hamilton and Vettel eventually go. But the future is really freaking bright in Formula One, even if these same guys just stay in the sport and kind of rotate teams. They already started doing that. Yeah. But it looks mighty, mighty good. Coming yeah. Up. Yeah. Future looks bright. I just want them to do more virtual Grand Prix. I think that was more virtual. Cool. <laughs> Dress as different fruit, maybe an apple, an orange, <laughs> not just a banana. I want to see Max as a, as a bottle of Puro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so just the remainder of kind of just smaller events during the race. Haas, Alfa Romeo, Williams, just better luck next time. They were <laughs> nowhere, bro. absolutely nowhere. Like, it was... It's was like, they even part of the race? <laughs> well, it's like well, Magnussen bl- retired, so we yeah. know he was, he was actually there. Last year, we were talking about Williams just languishing in the back. Now mm-hmm. we're talking about multiple teams. It's like the back marker group got bigger. Yes. Uh, uh, they're making a competition between themselves so like uh, who could get lapped faster or something 
<laughs> Best of the worst. <laughs> no, no. Like, I bet you you're going to get laughed faster this this race. No, no, no. I am. No, no. You are. <laughs> it's so bad. It's man. bad and it sucks seeing Kimmy back there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Kimmy might actually retire. I don't think he signed up for this. At least he was he was running in the points last season. Yes, he's definitely not. Involved. Actually, the only thing of note for Williams is once again George Russell qualifies into uh, Q two. Goes into Q two, yeah. Dude, put it's he puts in some monster. It's lines, crazy, man. As you long know, as it's just him, not race conditions, he's good. And this is not, and these are not laps like where he's like where he just makes it into Q into Q two. I mean, the guy is up there in the top ten. It's crazy. He's uh, he will be exciting to watch, especially uh, if he ever gets in. Well, he will. I mean, eventually, you know, good drivers get into good cars. So uh, when he gets into a good car, watch out for George Russell. He's going to be up there. man. Another thing we didn't mention yet is uh, my boy, Danny Rick. I thought he was going to get fourth place and he spun out. Man, that's <laughs> Tough sucks. luck on him. He's 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 chomping at the bit to get to McLaren, though, man. <laughs> get that Mercedes engine under him. Right. So that's another one where the Renault car, man, I just don't know where the heck it is. Again, like I just feel like week to week, it's last week. It was awesome. This week, just where the heck was it? We saw Esteban Ocon finish eighth place. He uh, studying at the feet of uh, Alan Prost and he just did well. He actually did a one stop race, Mm -hmm. but Ricardo just kind of doomed his race right at the start. What do you think of the the spread between the two uh, Renault drivers? I think Renault, they're going to be constantly this year in the points, but it's going to vary from week to week how far, how away from the points they are, or how close to the you know to the front of the midfield they're going to be. But they're going to be constantly there. Do you think that they can ever get to the point where they're consistently in the points? Because it feels to me that they're very inconsistent and it's not new. This is something that's been well, going off and on. I mean, they've obviously they're off and on, but what I'm saying has been going on the past few seasons. I think we have to first see a couple of clean races from them to take, you know, to get some faith behind them constantly being the point as well. For example, Ocon got a penalty, so he started what 13 for something like that. Yeah, but isn't being and he finished like eighth, so he did well. But isn't but then Danny Rick spun out and you know ended up being 12, 13, or fourteen. But part of being was. a good team is 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 having clean races. It's what I exactly putting yourself in that position. It's exactly what I race. said earlier: consistency versus volatility. You need to be consistent to win in F one. You can literally write the word inconsistent across the, on the side of that car because that's every year it's the same thing, and we and then we we get all we get all excited. To see them, yeah, because they had a really good race uh, at the uh, British Grand Prix. Right. And then at the seventh and 70th anniversary Grand Prix, they were n- literally nowhere. I mean, yeah, it's it, it sucks to see because you can tell that Ocon is getting better. Yes. And Danny Rick is, is on it. Like, it's not like last season where... He was getting used to the car. Like, mm-hmm. he's on it already. You well, can tell he's on it. And he's going to be gone. He didn't do this. He didn't <laughs> yeah, do that well. He got 14th is where he ended up. Well, I mean, he spun out. He spun out, yeah. It took a lesson from uh, Sebastian Vettel, just like he called it. A, a and Latif. They were dancing partners this, this yeah. race. <laughs> so, we talked about inconsistent. A team that is very consistent now is AlphaTauri. They are, I feel they are consistently impressing me with Pierre Gasly didn't do that well this week, but they are constantly fighting in the you know for the points. And I'm not sure if it's 
because there's so many teams that are bad or if it's because these guys are just kind of really outdoing where they're supposed to end up. I was just about to ask you that question. Do you think it's because everybody else? Is <laughs> no, no, they're, they're actually cars that are like really bad. So they're not, yeah, the AlphaTauri is doing very, very good, especially Gasly. Gasly, even after the race, complained on the way their pit strategy worked out with him. That the first stop that he did, he was not ready to stop yet. He said he still had life in those tires, and they brought him in. And when he ended up being out, out after that stop, completely in traffic, and then his tires were never good after that. Well, they're that good. Um. It's not because all the other teams are bad. They're that good. Um, they're proven. They keep they keep improving. Because they do finish in... And they, they have do finish good drivers. The, they do finish in the points. It's not like they're just... You know, it's not like they're they're languishing just ahead of the, of the best of the worst. Um, right. You know, they get their car in the points. And Gasly, when he qualifies, he qualifies in pretty good positions, so, too. He makes it consistently into Q2. I think that their problem has just been bad luck. I think the all the Red Bull cars had problems at the start of the season. And then like Kvyat had that crazy crash last week. And, and there has just been like a couple of instances where they just had some bad luck that has affected their races. They are, they're 22 points behind Renault in the championship for sixth place. It's, it seems like it, you know, getting one or two points per race. It's, it seems like it's a lot, but really the effect of Kvyat, having that bad luck has widened that gap. Yeah, they should be higher up. So, considering the way Gasly's driving. Gasly's making, he's having a career, I mean, a career year. Career so year, yeah. Comeback driver of the year. So we're talking yep. about the best of the rest. Where, the whole McLaren thing, did we overrate them? It's, I feel like we've been, it, it's such a weird season this year. We're still trying to figure out where everybody Where everybody at. lays out, yeah. Well, every year I always overrate McLaren just because of the fact that I want these teams that have the history of being in the front to come back to the front. So every year you're going to ask me, where do you see McLaren? Right at the top again. Even Next year you make it your wish. Yeah. Even next year they're probably not going to be, you know, 100% you know, there, but they'll be better next year as well. I think McLaren are where they're at, um, where they're supposed to be at. They're a good team, uh, obviously. Fourth best team behind Mercedes, Red Bull, Racing Point. Fourth best team, they're the what they're. Would you say that they're four behind? No, no. Do you no. put them behind Ferrari too? I don't know, man. <laughs> Do you put I think their car is better than Ferrari. Yeah, Do you put them behind Renault. Definitely not. No, so that, they're fourth. they're they're that's yeah they're above. But yeah, you're right. But as the thing is that I keep thinking that Ferrari's up there and they're not. You know, I think, and, it'll be a, I, think be, I always think the top three and, and it's, it's just a shock to the system not to see Ferrari in the top three. Um, but a pick bank. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then you have you have racing point. Uh, it's just that I don't think I think they're at where they're supposed to be at, to be honest with you. That racing point made such a jump in yeah. speed. And and that team is not putting that car where it should be. Um, and obviously, maybe it's just bad luck with check and everything. But I think the jump of Racing Point is probably overshadowing McLaren a little bit. Because if Racing Point did not make that big jump, what would McLaren be? They'd be third, sixth, and seventh, just like where Hulk and Stroll finished. Sixth <laughs> and seventh, they would be finishing in that area. So mm-hmm. the only other question I have for McLaren, not even a question, it's a statement. I'm going to put it out there. Lando Norris is their team number one driver. 
fight me. <laughs> no. Just because you said it like that, he is. <laughs> I think he is being... He's taking on that role. I don't think he's the number one driver. Um, but he is taking on that role because obviously Carlos Sainz is leaving. Um, I'm not going to go so far in saying that Lando's a better driver than Carlos Sainz. But team leader, yeah, he, you can see him transitioning to that. But it's almost by default because Carlos Sainz is leaving. No, I say that he is on his way to be at that top position. With everything, the package that he's doing, reg regarding so you like Lando's package? Damn! Wow! No, I'm what I meant to say by the having the whole aspect of it is he is very, being very interactive with the team. He's always on top of social media with yeah, his he's team. The meme lord, yeah, exactly. So he, you know, he has he has a lot. A lot of, he's bringing this youth into the historic team that is probably changing every aspect of how the team behaves and acts. Yeah, and then you have somebody who's very similar to that coming into the team next year. Ricardo. Which is Ricardo. seeing these guys next to each other. It's going to be hilarious. But are it's going to be gonna, awesome. Dude, just you, the interview after the race. Yeah. Are you going to say up. that Lando is still the team leader while Ricardo's there? Ricardo is Ricardo a, a senior guy different. now. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, Sainz is not... the. You mentioned it before when we talked about what guys would be able to say, no, nah, I'm catching these guys. I'm not driving like a grandma. You're right. I think Ricardo would be that type because he's the honey badger. Yes. He's just not going to care. So when, here's my thing, right? Lando Norris, 38 championship points in the driver's standings. Carlos Sainz, 15. Come on. It's the same car. And this guy, Carlos Sainz, is the number one driver. What the heck? Yeah. 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 It's hard to argue against that. He'll be number two of Ferrari again. You know, but, What's the, the gap between them? The gap between them 18. is 23 points. So if you take away, even if you take away the 15 points from the third place finish. Yeah, he's still. He's still 12 points, 13 points ahead. Yeah. No, he's. Or I'm sorry, uh, however many points. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's he's still ahead. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's showing the promise that uh, McLaren saw in him when they put him in that car when he was, what, 19 years old. Imagine, I like Lando. imagine being a Formula One driver at 19. At 19. You can't even get a, a drink a in the U.S. Yeah. Dude. But Incredible. you're driving a Formula One car. So Incredible. moving on to some post-race news. Boras accused Mercedes of being asleep at the wheel with regards to letting both Max and Hamilton finish ahead of him. He started at the pole position and, and, and ended the race at third. Total Wolf, the team boss, countered it by saying that they just had a slower car during the race and that they learned from his pit stop, what I, I had said before, they learned from his pit stop that the tires could have actually extended further the, the hards. Ruben, where do you... Listen, Boras could say whatever the hell he wants. You're still the number two driver. So we're going to take the risk with you. We're not going to take the risk on a strategy like but that. But he's the race leader. Yeah, but he was also I, at that point. Wasn't Max ahead of him because they pitted at the same time? No, Max was not in front of him when they pitted. Max, I mean, Max was in front of him when they pitted. Yeah, Boras followed Max. Maybe at that time that he was already on the way to box, and he just Max made a, a late lunch. But Max was in front of him when they pitted. Right, but and uh, yes, you're right. And but, but we're not. Me, but we're not talking about Max. What we're talking about is 
you know, Hamilton was behind him. They behind gave them. him. Well, well, I'm saying in the in the race, mm-hmm. Hamilton was behind Bottas. Forget about everybody else. We're talking about the Mercedes drivers, right? Hamilton was behind him. They gave him preferential treatment. They paid him first. Okay. Now, in that time, they pit him. They took the tires off. They saw that, oh, there's still a lot of rubber yeah. left. And they left Hamilton out longer than what he should have, which in, the, in, in, in that exchange basically put Hamilton ahead of Bottas. Mm-hmm. So you're basically taking, not only are you taking... Not, not only are you switching them, you're swapping them in position, but you're not. You're also not giving him the chance to fight Max at the front. But we also have to remember that Mercedes this whole weekend did not trust a single piece of rubber of those tires. So they reacted in the way, and obviously they have to inspect what comes in. Hey, you know, they're not going to say on the radar we messed up. Hey, hey, Ham, this, these tires look bad, but they still got meat on them. Keep going. I think they actually did say that. That they they may not look good, but you know they Yeah, no, they did say because it. Ham asked him, Hey, these tires, no no, you be good. Go ahead, push. Bono, but I, but I think that was after the fact that Botas had pitted. Yeah. I mean it, it's, yeah. it's it's a race and they're they're learning, especially with these bad tires that they had, they're yeah, just but, learning but as they go. But now you're running the risk of creating bad blood, not between Hamilton and Botas. But just between Botas and, and the, the team. team. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. But they'll they just correct that. Like the way they're trying to, you know, they just want to make, they'll, they'll make right yeah, for it. Yeah, they'll, but they'll, they'll correct it by putting him in a bigger hole to, to Hamilton. Remember, these are the two guys fighting for the championship. But they're still under the same team. Verstappen. Verstappen is, is second place is now. second place now. Well, I mean, but at that point, what I'm saying, before the race comes in, one, two. So what were you about to do, have them do? Have Botas and, and Ham swap places? I, listen, no, you can't. Exactly, Ham was you, so much faster on a fresher set of tires yeah. on the better tires. No, I'm just I'm trying to. I'm it's, trying a, to like, it's a tough call. It is a tough call, regardless how you see it. We we are learning on this race as we go from the tires how they're behaving. It just happened. But that, why? But here, so what would you have to do? Do you blame? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that Mercedes did the wrong thing. But it looked that way, though. Well, it looked that way to Bottas. Exactly. You know, it looked that way to Bottas. And especially if you're a driver that is fighting for the championship, and from going forward, as Botas, do you trust the team you and looking to. out for you? Is Botas' career over? <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, if, if he had, if they had pitted Hamilton first, it would have also been a problem. So exactly, regardless, it's one of those things where you're them if you do, you're them if you don't. They have to sit down and show him the data. As to what they were seeing, and at that moment, look, the numbers. Unfortunately, they don't lie, and sometimes they change. And mm-hmm. Bodas just has to accept that. Damn, but it's it sucks because it's always on Bodas. Yeah, and it's always in the advantage of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, and it's always in the advantage of Charles Leclerc and the disadvantage of Vettel, <laughs> yep. which leads Listen, into boy, our next. Goes back to Horner's message last week. He's a lucky boy. <laughs> so Ferrari, Ferrari team boss Benato, Mattia Benato. Responded to Vettel's complaints during the race, saying that the issue wasn't the strategy. The issue was this freaking guy spinning at the he didn't say it like that, but mm-hmm. it was the issue was his spinning at the beginning of the race kind of throws the strategy out the window. Qualify higher and stop spinning. Yeah. No, no, I think the spin 
made them react and change everything around throughout the whole race. Listen, at the end of the day, as good as Botas has been, as good as Botas has been, he's been solid. He's been solid. But Hamilton outqualifies him and races better than him. That this week. Not, not this past week. Well, but what I'm trying to tell you is on, on you know, on the, for the, on, on, on the aggregate, that's what happens. And that's what's happened at Ferrari. Leclerc is qualifying better and racing better than Vettel. So, so it's what don't you, you can't don't make mistakes, man. That's it. Yeah, we <laughs> already beat this one to death. <laughs> yeah, know, pretty much. Years, you know what? I before even I didn't even tell you guys this before even, even before this race. What what I love to do, you know, just obviously F one is never going to happen in F one. But could you imagine? You know, since it started, Bottas, Ham, and then Hulk. Could you imagine just so Hulk could have a podium? These guys slow down and let him by. Right <laughs> <laughs> at the start. No, no, at happen. the end. At the end. I mean, like you know, like that would have been awesome. A Barrichello with Schumacher happened back in the days. Give, give him some points, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we, let's make history with this guy. <laughs> so, but by Lewis keeps making history as well. Okay. The other thing is um, the last thing we're gonna bring up here is the uh, there was there was this funny video, but the the Avengers. <laughs> Assembled oh my against, God, what a video. <laughs> against Racing Point. The Avengers being Williams, McLaren, Ferrari, and Renault, they assembled against Racing Point and their illegal brake ducts. Or please, let's put the link to that video on a note. Dude, it was <laughs> oh my God, it's I was so laughing for hours. <laughs> yeah. but it's so warp watching. Oh my God. So Lance Stroll has said that he is angry. Lawrence. Lawrence. Sorry, yes, Lawrence Stroll. I have in the notes. Damn, we, can't, we keep we keep bashing Lance. <laughs> So <laughs> Lawrence Stroll has said that he is angry at this, the teams joining together to protest what he believes to be a legal car. Not much to talk. I mean, we've already beaten this one to death as well. It's just, you know, at, what are the novellas called? It's not legal. So yeah, no, no. Uh, Mari Mar, like going forward, like... um. No, as, as, the, as the world turns, days <laughs> of our lives. That's that's what's oh, that's what this is. But that's the thing; it's not legal. It is legal. They no. deemed it not legal. It's, they're continuing to they're use continuing it. They're continuing to use it because they're but, allowed to. But the issue is, is that the reason why they continue to use it is because the FIA didn't do their job at From the beginning. The yes. So what you know, what's happening here is that. You know, Lawrence Stroll, I get his anger because it's like, dude, we didn't do anything wrong. If we had done something wrong, you should have pointed it out to us because we showed you what we were doing in the factory. Right. You know? And so so basically what the FIA is doing is saving face by just giving them a point reduction and giving them a fine. So all of this is pretty much being taken, you know, like being, was saving, I guess, was back in FIA's thing. It's like, what, a matter of six days? Oh no, they got the info six days after it was passed or something like that. That's what they were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be before the year, so they got like January sixth or something like that. Like, what the hell? Come on, man. It's, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just the FI trying to save face, but it's also unfair to the other teams exactly. because they're they're run they're gonna run apart and they keep reprimanding them. Did you saw you saw that headline. Yeah, they got they reprimanded. reprimanded for having the brace, and it's gonna happen at every race. So what are they supposed to use But that's the whole thing. They can't change it. It's it's a situation where they are FIA is stuck, and here's why: they need Lance or Lawrence Stroll. They need his money. They need them to become Aston Martin, and they need them to be good. Just like last year, they needed Ferrari. They mm-hmm. need Ferrari in the championship because they are good and they have a ton of fans. So they come down real hard on the drivers, yeah, giving they- them points, giving them penalties. They don't come down hard enough on the teams, and they don't come with established 
good, well thought out decisions. The rules are not clear, man. It's not that the rules aren't clear. It's that the FIA just waffles and literally it just has no balls with the teams. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, they're 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 giving on Listen. a real racing incident, they're giving Albon five seconds. Yeah, and it's they, like, yo, can't argue there. They're it, coming down hard on the drivers and not on the team. It reeks of it reeks of political corruption, bro. This is this is exactly but this uh, is I think it's political correctness. It's over it's over No, because what, what the FIA, what the FIA is doing is covering their tracks. Because that's of what? what they're doing. Why? Huh? Why? They're just saving face because they didn't. It's like Wellington said. Gotcha. They gotcha, gotcha. didn't mm-hmm. enforce the rule the way it should. So okay. So and it's the same thing with Ferrari. Last year, yeah. It's the same thing with Ferrari. They 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 came up with the secret agreement right. when Ferrari was clearly doing something wrong and they didn't come down on them. They need to figure this out because it takes what hours to get decisions on simple penalties. They need to figure their whole crap out and then get back to us fans. And then give us free F1 TV for a year. And we'll all be good. <laughs> Listen, the teams have too much power. Um, Ferrari does. Well, and just, Racing no, Point now. No, just, and Racing Point And then Mercedes. Listen, it's the, the same thing with all the teams. have too much power. Yeah, yeah. The teams Especially have Mercedes. too much power. The, you know, the teams basically run, govern themselves. You know, this weekend after the, after the, uh, I think it was, I think it was after the race, Total Wolf was the mediator between them, between Racing Point and and the and the rest of the teams shouldn't it be the FIA? Shouldn't it be John yo, Todd? Total Wolf. I'm like, yo, you guys should actually buy yeah this you know, year's car for next year. It just year, so doesn't be even better. I don't get it, but I guess this is what this is what I did not know that. Yeah, that's super funny. Yeah, like, bro, how do you put the supplier is, of the brake ducks as a, the? This is this is the soap opera. This, this is, is a, yo, you, know, you put the supplier of the brake ducks as the mediator. This is, this is general general hospital, bro. <laughs> Exactly yeah, what it yo, is. I'm still laughing. How do you put so, the supplier of their brain? Yeah. Is Total Wolf Susan Lucci? <laughs> yeah, and, and Total comes out saying that he doesn't want her to go to appeal. What is it? Whatever. <laughs> it's yo. just like we can beat this to so is, death. Is, is the FIA the new and Olympics? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? Is the FIA the new the Olympics? FIA community? is like FIFA. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. There you go. It's FIFA. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my is God. the FIA the new FIFA? <laughs> Yeah, so again, it's just as the world turns with this, we'll be dealing with this for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at um, least we got something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. that kind of wraps up that topic. Moving on, ending the show, really. Another race coming up in Barcelona. We'll actually talk about that in another episode coming later on this week. Guys, do you have any, Ruben, do you have anything? You have a nice bright red Ferrari shirt, by the way, today. Oh, um. It's no. a red shirt with no logo. Yeah, my, my, my wife did laundry today. So why not <laughs> put the logo That's, on This is the first one I grew. No, no, I don't need that. Thank you. So, Ruben, <laughs> anything to add as we uh, start to wrap up? Listen, no, I, uh, it's tough to say, but I hope the trend of, you know, because we got a super exciting race this past weekend that it keeps going to Barcelona. When- no, it's not going to happen. It's Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, well, we'll see if uh, if Red Bull really did take a step up. Um, and it was just in, it wasn't what well, we want to see if they took a step up and the car's performing better. It was just based on that strategy call. Uh, and there's a lot of factors going into that. And that's something that we can, dis- that we will discuss uh, later on when we preview the Barcelona race. All right. And on that note, I just want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at jump the start F1. 
We are available as podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and I think that's it. And then we're also on YouTube where we're uploading clips. Check them out. They're actually pretty, uh, the, the <laughs> thumbnails that ENC works on are, are pretty <laughs> freaking funny. Uh, but that's about it. Make sure to just kind of interact with us. Our email is also jumptostartracing at gmail.com. That about wraps it up. We will talk to you guys next episode discussing Barcelona. See you guys. Vamos. Yes, sir. <laughs>